Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm super excited uh, to have Chelsea Ward on. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you so much, Monica. So good to be with you today. Yeah. Give us a little bit of background of who you are and what you do. So my journey actually started when I was, I will say born, I was born with digestive issues and I didn't realize my story was starting then. Of course, I'm, I'm a newborn, right? And I had colic, I had digestive issues growing up as a child. And I remember getting suppositories for my grandmother growing up because I didn't poop on a regular basis. And I was chronically constipated and I was not a good liar. So I got those more than I would like to admit. And by the time I was about 12 years old, I was put on birth control for a debilitating menstrual cycle. And that would keep me home. I was always on a heating pad, just cramping, heavy clots, you know, just miserable as a young child. So then the doctor said, no problem. We're going to put you on birth control. And I never really started making a connection between, you know, chronic constipation, hormone imbalances and things like that. I know looking back, that was part of the journey and they were all interconnected, but I grew up and still had digestive issues from that time on, ended up with irritable bowel syndrome, um, a chronic indigestion, bloating, put on tons of stomach medications. And by the time I was in high school, I had depression, anxiety, all the other things that are connected with that as well. And then fast forward a few years, I am diagnosed with perimenopause at age 27. So the gut hormone connection really played out in my life. And I remember, you know, I went through nursing school. I got my degree in psychology. I did all of those things. Just, I think if I figured myself out, then maybe I could use this and really help other people. So my passion and my heart was always to do that with the information that I gained. But I remember one day just crying out and saying that there has to be more to life than this. Like I'm, I'm young. I have no menstrual cycle. I have no ability to have babies if I wanted to. And it wasn't necessarily a desire of mine, but I know I understand for women, some women and a lot of your listeners, right. It is a desire. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking there just has to be so much more to life than this. Like, I felt like I'd lost my purpose, you know, like, what is my purpose? If I can't even help myself and heal myself and feel good in my own skin. Like, what am I, what am I doing? And that's when I started to learn that everything we need to heal our body is actually put here on this earth. And we just have to look at it in a different way and tune into that and be open to experiencing life in a new way. And those things are going to be drawn to us in our search for finding something new. 
So I realized that food is medicine and our bodies are actually created to heal themselves. So I went on a mission to heal and I did that naturally using all the things of this earth. Now medication-free, symptom-free. I am a cycling woman, 41 years old, cycling, Yay! ovulating every month, oh uh, like gosh. clockwork. And I got my cycle back after missing it for three years. Yeah. So I'll like to say that there, that's kind of my background and my history and why I do what I do today, because I realized that everybody has a health story. And I think that so many times our health is holding us back from living our purpose and living the life that we're supposed to live while we're here on this planet. And if we can get that down and get that nailed in, then I think that it can open the door to opportunity for us to truly make the impact that we're all here to make. Yeah, exactly. So I want to get a little bit personal and then obviously just say no, if you don't want to answer these questions, but with hindsight, because I can look back at my mother's history and my grandmother's history and kind of pinpoint how I started dealing with an autoimmune issue at 16, 17 years old. And I truly believe that I was infertile, like my immune system was on overdrive then, can you look back at your woman heritage or even your your male heritage and kind of pinpoint why you were born with these issues? Absolutely. So my mother had endometriosis and she had chronic, you know, just just heavy cycles, but my whole life, as long as I can remember. She had a lot of procedures. Um, I just remember just horrific experiences, just watching her grow up. But she also was food addict, sugar addiction, that is generational for my family on her side of the family. And it's really a coping mechanism for stress. And they turn to food, food as medicine in the wrong way, right? We can use food as medicine in a healthy way, or we can use food as medicine in a detrimental way. And that's what they chose. My mom grew up on strawberry shortcake. Like the whole time I was pregnant, she craved strawberry shortcake. So she would go to, what is that? one little blizzard store. Um, oh yeah. The dairy, the dairy the, queen, dairy, dairy queen. queen right? yeah. yeah. She lived on dairy queen, strawberry shortcakes and blizzards and all those things. And that's really, I was born. And I really think that played a role in my digestive issues. Mm -hmm. You know, I had chronic candida as a child yeah. growing up. I lived with it, but my mom had chronic candida and I was probably born with just really bad um, flora from mm -hmm. the very get-go. I was a vaginal birth, but I don't think that's always we're healthy just because we're a vaginal birth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just misinformation is all it is. Yeah. And I'm not saying I would have been better off C-section. I'm just saying that there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was not, it was not a happy place that I was coming out of, you know, a happy environment that I was coming out of. And I really feel like that really played a role in a lot of my sugar addiction. I mm -hmm. ended up with sugar addiction. And while, yes, I did watch my family cope with food and sugar. I think it was more than that for me. I think that there was such an imbalance in my bacteria from the time I was born all the way growing up. I never had really a good, healthy gut. And then it ended up just playing out that, you know, my back, my bacteria were speaking for me like, Oh, I want sugar. I only want sugar. And my dad says he remembers from the time I was a small child, like I only wanted sweets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could live on those. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is a, thank you for sharing that because 
it's a really, it's not tangible, right? Your future child, your future child's health. And I think you're a really good representation of being able to connect the dots back and really helping, encouraging the listeners that it's much, it's a bigger story, right? And improving your health to get and stay pregnant isn't only going to get you and stay pregnant, it's actually going to really increase your child's chances of living a happy and healthy life. Because me and you can sit here and say as young women, looking back, dealing with all of our health issues growing up and like being put on birth control at 12 years old, like that's not what you want for your child, right? Most people, I'm, I'm hoping, right? And if it happens, it happens. Like we can only try our best, but um, having this knowledge, we can really make a radical difference to our future child's life. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I look back at that and I'm like, why in the world would, would I end up on birth control at 12 years old? You know, like, how could that even happen? And the truth is, is that's what happens. And I'm with you. I'm not saying that it's something we can necessarily prevent. And I think my mom really wanted the best for me. She was yeah. just like, help my daughter, you know, like mm -hmm. she is, she's miserable, help my daughter. And I think this doctor wanted the same. I have an answer. I've seen this work for people. I've seen this help people improve their symptoms. Like you're wanting to get rid of cramps and, you know, staying home from school and doing all these things and miserable cycles. Oh, birth control actually can get rid of those symptoms. Yeah. And while all of that's true, it really is just a band-aid approach. It's like, okay, let me, let me plug the hole for just a minute. But then what happens is that life of chronic candida, that life of continued digestive issues, that life of anxiety and depression, that life of perimenopause by the age of 27, yeah. like all of those things I can say are likely a side effect of the years and years of birth control that I was on. I mean, for 15 years, I was on birth control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole package, right? And um, for me, it's just the knowledge. Like I just want, if your mom had the knowledge, which back then, right? Like none of our moms had the knowledge and that's why we were dealing with issues. And you know, like my mom had a full hysterectomy at 32. I'm pretty sure she went undiagnosed with some, either endometriosis or PCOS. She always had hormonal issues. Um, and when they took it out of her, they're like, what the fuck? How do you even have kids? It's a mess down there. Um, and so they didn't have the proper support either. So like, it's not a blame game, right? But we do have the information now right? We have radically changed our own lives with this information. We know hundreds of other women have and men. Um, but for me, it's like getting that, like, look, there's two ways you can do things and you can mix them, right? Like we're not against medical assistance, but there is always a consequence, not always, but there can be more consequences when you are just plugging the hole. And this is, you know, a big thing of mine is when people use IUI and IVF, it's like, that's great that you're getting the assistance, um, but there can be a cascade of issues down the line that you're not, your doctor isn't telling you about, probably because they don't know either, right? Like, we're not saying that <laughs> these are, they're doing it on purpose and they do just want to genuinely help you. But if we, when we know better, we do better. And for our future children, we don't want them to deal with infertility. We don't want them to deal with all these crazy things as as children. And and I think people now almost think 
you're lucky if you don't get a baby with colic or food sensitivities or you know eczema like oh you're just lucky it's like well no I do think there are things that you can do to really minimize your chances of this and it's not normal for kids to be that way yeah I think that we we've accepted it as the norm because the majority of our children have that Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just like, oh, they have, they have allergies, they have food sensitivities, they have all these things growing up and, and kids are just sick. It's just natural. It's, and then they go to daycare and they're sick, you know, and I, I can sit there and watch around, you know, and, and you're, you're watching on both, both ends of the story, right? You're seeing kids that have been treated naturally, who've been given this natural lifestyle mom took care of herself before she had the baby and then after, and then took care of baby the same way that she's learned to take care of herself. And we can see a totally different picture from someone who took care of the babies differently. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of a story of a client, um, Becky, she came to me for, uh, she came to me for infertility. And what I found is that she had um, severe malnutrition from digestive issues. Mm -hmm. And she had some severe, I mean, like this, this woman was type A, go, go do everything, you know, athletic, very, she didn't have a cycle for many of her like high school and college years, because she was such, she was so, so athletic, yeah. you know, and, but she pushed herself way too hard and just super underweight, you know, all the things that, that, you know, just driven woman has, and she came to me with infertility. And of course, there's really no point in looking at hormones, but that's one thing she wanted to look, look at and they're flatlined. Yeah. And even her cortisol is just like, and it's really about, at that point, it's about nurturing your body. Yes. We've got to work on your gut health. We've got to work on the gut lining. We have to get you good, proper nutrition. We have to work on your liver health because your liver is just like, you're not getting rid of toxins. You're not doing anything at that point. Um, and that way, that way your hormones can start cycling appropriately when they do start coming back on board. And the other big thing is just really calming down the nervous system, Yeah, calming down the body. And Absolutely. it's, it is the whole picture. It's getting that proper rest. It's, I want to get pregnant now. And so many times we're like, they want to get pregnant now and they're pushing, pushing, pushing. And oh, it's like, not now. It's yesterday. Right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and she's like, and I'm like, you, you need to use proper protection while we're working on your gut mm -hmm. health. It's not a time to be getting pregnant. And she's like, yeah, but what if I can get pregnant? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, but the gut, you gotta, you gotta kind of go in order. Like the gut is first work on your gut, heal your gut, create the perfect environment for your baby. Unlike the one my mom created for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the difference in the picture. We're looking at Becky. We're looking at my mom and with Becky, we were able to create that healthy environment for that baby to thrive in and, and be healthy where my mom created an environment full of strawberry shortcake. Mm -hmm. Right. So then I was in that, you know, I was swimming in candida from the time I was born and wondering why I had digestive issues and hormone imbalances my whole life, where if we set someone up for success, like Becky's story. And like, you know, so many of the women I know that you work with on a regular basis, you're seeing they have, a, they end up healthy themselves. Mm -hmm. They end up with a healthy pregnancy at probably pretty, pretty easy pregnancy. And then they end up with healthy baby. 
And, you know, if they keep those lifestyle going into their family, you know, through, through the life of their child, you know, continuing the things that they've learned for themselves, then baby, you know, baby probably is a total different picture from what they had to live with growing up, facing things like you and I did, like, you know, illness and autoimmunity and all those things at such a young age. Yeah, exactly. And I totally agree. And we are going to end today's podcast right there because we move into almost a completely different conversation about the gut. And um, I really think it's beneficial to you my beautiful listener to just digest what we just talked about which is heavy enough and come back in a few days time and listen to the second half of this because I think it is um, just as an important um, conversation to be had and they're just so two different things so have a beautiful few days and we will see you next time here on the finding fertility podcast Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.